0: there hi i'm soft-spoken ryan gosling
1: oh no well yeah but see i can see you you have a facial expression you have like a smile on your face no
0: no no i don't i don't i don't do i don't do anything this
1: is when you're at your best
0: (laughs) oh when i'm just subdued beyond belief yes yeah Well, welcome to another episode of (laughs) of bored and annoyed. I'm home with the movies
1: and I'm Jackson. And uh, this week we're bored and annoyed with Holmes favorite movies. Yeah. One of my favorites. We're going to be discussing drive. Yes. So we're going to throw these in once in a while. We're going to alternate favorite movies that we watch. So this is the drive edition starring Ryan Gosling, uh, Brian Cranston, Albert Brooks, I mean, Ron Perlman. Ron Perlman. Yeah, I was and waiting what's, for. What's the girl's name? Oh gosh, I can't remember her name. I don't think Ron Perlman's very good in this, by the way. Oh, I think he's great. Do you? Oh yeah. See, I don't. I know. think he hams it up perfectly. He just bothers me. <laughs> he bothers the shit out of me in this. Well, we'll get into that in the review. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, anyways, uh, we'll start with news though
0: most important and the most entertaining news that you will get all day is the movie news with a couple of rabble rousers Jackson and Helmet the movie it's bored and annoyed with the news first thing harry styles has turned down the role of prince adam reportedly the, reportedly yes yeah well i mean did it come from the hollywood reporter uh, or vanity fair. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or variety. It's probably true. Yeah, it's probably true.
1: So yeah, he turned it down for a uh, little mermaid. Yeah. Well, I mean, he probably just doesn't want to deal with all the bullshit. Maybe. I don't know. That was my I, first thought. My thought was he probably doesn't want to be typecast. Okay. I mean, can he be typecast? He's Harry Styles. I mean, he's already typecast as like pop star, right? Yeah. But he would be doing a lot of singing. OK, he had that little uh, little role in
0: Dunkirk. Oh, yes, he did. That's so right. I think he wants to be an actor, actor.
1: OK, so he doesn't want to be in a musical. He's doing like the Zac Efron break from the musical. I thing. think so. That would be my guess. OK, that makes sense. But
0: it also makes sense why they would go for him because they're like, we want a good singer. Right. So uh, good for you, Harry. I uh, wish you all the best. You were fine in Dunkirk. Yeah, I thought he was good in Dunkirk in a movie that i found rather unimpressive i was
1: impressed highly impressed with dunkirk (laughs) but let's move on let's move on not in the mood (laughs) well we gotta you know you gotta stay you know on task sometimes we (laughs) have trouble staying on task yeah it's true. you know right it's true uh so the hunt is canceled Yeah. So this story is interesting. So there were the shootings and we won't get into those on this podcast. That's not really our place. But there was a film that was like a month away from being released. They were about to do a marketing blitz on it, The Hunt. And it seems, according to the synopsis, some rich elitist... Apparently, people think they're liberals. I don't think this is confirmed 100% yet. Mm -hmm. Basically, kidnap a bunch of like Red State, Alabama, Mississippi folk and throw them out in like a, you know, like a Hunger Games type setting. But not in the future and hunt them for sport. And in the wake of the shootings, some people got pissed about it. And they canceled it. They just outright canceled the movie. So yeah. what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, I mean, I, context is everything, uh, you know, so apparently Trump had some thoughts about it. Um, apparently I guess it was a right wing backlash. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, which I don't really understand, but
0: I go a little back and forth on this because it's like, you know, Hollywood is always kind of self-censored censored to a certain degree. Um, I also am not a fan of sort of stoking the societal flames at this point. Uh, I don't, but also I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing that movie.
1: <laughs> I mean, it sounds interesting. Like, I yeah. mean, I,
0: I don't, I just like the idea of, of man hunting man stories, period. Yes. Like, I just think they're kind of cool sure. stories. Um,
1: I, I guess think it was like a Blumhouse movie or something. It has Hillary sound, swank in it. I forget who else is in it, but
0: it sounds like a Blumhouse movie, right? Um, Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, it's a little, I mean, I, I get, what are we supposed to say different? It's, it's the mob mentality. Once again, you know?
1: Yeah. I see. And I am, I am 100% like they're a bunch of douches for canceling this. That's my Mm. thought. Okay. I mean, we live in a free society, this shit. I mean, I'm sorry, but there's shit worse than this already that people can go do. I don't, I say you don't kowtow to this. Mm. I think you release the movie. Um, but somebody's looking at a spreadsheet. Yeah. Somebody's has to think about the bottom line, I guess. Right. I find it interesting because it made me immediately think of that movie, the interview a few years right. ago right. with about Kim Jong and with yeah. uh, Seth Rogen and how that one got, that one got canceled from being put in theaters, but they still released it, s- it on streaming. Netflix. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, maybe I think they should have maybe gone that route. I don't know. I, I, Just kind of wish I could see the movie and I don't understand the right wing backlash because to me it sounds to me like the plot would be like, oh, the right wingers are like the good guys and it's like a a commentary on like liberal rich elitists and you know what I'm saying, but maybe it can be seen both ways maybe it's actually like an interesting well and maybe you know what i'm saying and
0: and maybe it was meant to be like and i don't know but maybe it was meant to be like a stress relief for the left and be like yeah fuck you and
1: your gun loving ways or whatever maybe i have no idea um, i just can't imagine you could make a movie like that and not make the, the hunters the villain characters right. Oh, right, right right
0: yeah right i mean unless you really vilify these guys
1: that are kidnapped. It's just funny because like, did anybody who was bitching about this stop to think like, oh yeah, this makes our point that they think we're a bunch of just, you know, dumb scumbags, right? Deplorables. Yeah. Apparently that's somewhere. Someone says they're deplorables. That's not in the trailer. I don't know if that's just some made up bullshit, but someone, the Hollywood reporter, somebody released that that's like a line in the movie. Mm-hmm. So if you're going that far, I suppose you are just, you're putting the politics of the movie out there. And yep. maybe that's part of the problem. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm
0: just very, very tired of the ratcheting up of the temperature with people. Yeah. I mean, and you know, we talk about, there is power in movies, you know, like you were kind of saying, it's just a movie, but there is power in movies I movies can movies can move people to actually feel things and do things and learn things um if you're open to those kind of things you know or if it makes your point and it makes you feel even more you know vilified or victimized it could push you even further over an edge that you were already close to i mean you know? i
1: suppose i suppose that's true i guess where i'm coming from on this one is like we live in a essentially one of the most free societies on earth right. i would say um there are things that are offensive that offend everyone every day whether it be in print in video games mm-hmm. and tv and netflix and fucking movies I would like to be able to see whatever an artist puts on screen. And if I think it's offensive, then I have the choice not to see it. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. But if the fear is, okay, someone's going to see this movie and then they're going to go grab someone and hunt them. I feel like they would have already done that right. because now it's a bigger deal than it ever would have been if it was right. actually released. I mean, so. it's, it's,
0: it's one of those things where it's like, if you were afraid of the political message of the thing, you should have dealt with it during and It's, yeah.
1: it's inception. Well, and bad timing for them. Right. right. I mean, two, two mass shootings, like, a month before this movie comes out right everybody's right. everybody on both sides of the aisle again are just pointing fingers at each other calling each other assholes and dumbasses and whatever that's why literally nothing will be done about <laughs> anything anything because
0: nobody can nobody can just
1: i shouldn't be laughing it's depressing but it's just but at some point it just becomes like like uh it almost becomes like a like satire Mm. Of it's like you're just watch, like it's just a joke. So it's yeah, like that's what right. the comedian would say, yeah, from the watchman Yeah, but, but yeah, anyways, that's an interesting tidbit, I guess. That was
0: that was an interesting little, um, I don't know, just a little, little notch in the belt of uh, society just crumbling a little bit. Yeah, uh, more signs of society crumbling. <laughs> uh oh, we might be getting an Aladdin sequel. Okay.
1: And your thoughts on this. It's Aren't fucking you excited? Terrible. It's fucking terrible. Oh, man. it's. it's are they just going to do a straight up return of Jafar? This is, a is the worst. Th- the original movie had a shitty sequel. This is the worst news of the day. Oh, really? <laughs> the worst news of the day. Yeah, yes. movie related. Yeah, has got to be related Oh, I'm news. sure that
0: there's something awful that yeah, happened somewhere. Yeah, something awful
1: happened for sure.
0: But uh, yeah, as far as the news that we cover, this is the worst. Right. I would agree. I, I don't want it. What What are you going to do? Yeah, I, yeah I, mean, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry. Return of Jafar is it's, it's a n- disaster. It's not a good movie,
1: and the third one was terrible too.
0: Prince of Thieves. I know or that it was supposed to be slightly better, but I also haven't seen it since I was like
1: 14 or right. something. So can't really judge it. But, but the uh, movie made money. Speaking of movies that make money, spawning sequels that are unnecessary, mm, we have another one, don't we? Right. Yeah. Uh, the John Cho vehicle. <laughs> Searching, Searching is getting a sequel. Apparently it was a one million dollar budget. It made 75 million. Uh do the math. That's a pretty good profit. Yeah. The first one is really good. It's, you loved it. I loved right. the first. See no point in this. Yeah. What are we doing? Yeah, right. Can we, are, we just get an Alita sequel instead? That like is built for a sequel. It is. You know? Like it's there's these movies like that need like a, sequels. It's that like there's a
0: cliffhanger at the right, end.
1: Yeah. Well, there's movies that need sequels. Yeah. And then there's movies that are great on their own. And another one, I guess, would be uh the uh what was the the John Krasinski one with Emily Blunt? A like, quiet place. That really doesn't need a sequel. No, it doesn't. No, but it does a good, you know, it, it does well. We have to have a sequel. I'll I'll be blown away
0: if it's anywhere near as good as the first. Okay. On either of these movies.
1: Yeah, I would be shocked too. I would I would I would say they're both, this is me putting, I'm going out on a limb. Mm-hmm. They're both going to be mediocre. Yeah. Even though I feel like sequels nowadays are a lot better than they used to be. Yeah. Um. Eh, there has to be a true inspiration. If they had this idea going into it, maybe they've got something up their sleeve that I'll be unexpectedly surprised by.
0: But. I mean, I don't know how you can do searching again other than just doing the whole missing daughter, missing Child, whatever. Sure. Uh, searching through the computer, using only phones. I mean, but then it's just, you're just remaking the first, you're just tweaking the plot a little bit. So I don't I don't see a point in this whatsoever.
1: Yeah, I think the way you do it is you do a t- completely different story. It's not John Cho and his family right. anymore. You do something completely different. But even then, you're still just recreating Yeah, it. but you're using the same gimmick, right? I, yeah. yeah. Which that's, is great. I don't mean that gimmick isn't necessarily a derogatory term. No. It worked great in the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It's just It's the same thing, though. Right. Uh,
0: I don't know. We could talk about um, Disney is debating on. (sighs) I don't know about this. They're just they're debating on putting (laughs) a PG-13 Deadpool out. Um,
1: Like a film, a standalone film. We don't
0: know. We don't know. They're struggling because they really want to combine him with the MCU. But they don't know how. Okay. So. I mean, the idea is we're still going to keep him rated R, but maybe he can come in for PG-13 movies and still have his rated R thing. Or maybe we can have like a one-off Deadpool movie that's a PG-13 thing or something. They don't seem to know what
1: to do with him. They need to just make another R-rated Deadpool. If they're going to continue Deadpool, the last one sucked anyway. They, I feel like they could we, stop making Deadpool for all. I give a fuck. I feel like we had two excellent oh, yeah, pitches. That's, that's right. The next Deadpool movie. So you folks at Disney go back and take a listen. What did we have? We had Deadpool uh, going around the, the MCU and like Star Wars and all that. And yeah. then what was yours again? I thought that was mine. <laughs> Wait, maybe that was yours. I maybe that was yours. I don't remember who's who had what idea on that, but they were both pretty good. If yeah, I, remember I, mean, I
0: mean, I would take those over like a straight just sort of Deadpool X-Force third one. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, and if you guys are interested, go listen to the episode. Yeah. You can find it pretty I mean, easily. It's pretty good if we can't remember I it. I think it's one of our most listened to episodes. I mean, people maybe. love
0: Deadpool. I would love to say it was because our ideas were great.
1: Yeah. Well, who knows? I mean, you got to do something clever with him in the MCU, don't you? Yes.
0: Well, and you brought up the great point of like, he kind of breaks your universe
1: a little bit. Right. That's a really good point. It's tough. Right. So you just have to embrace it and do it as its own thing. Yeah. Oh, mine was he goes through the old MCU movies. Like you have a scene with Deadpool, right? And and, right. Uh, and uh, what's his name from the first Iron Man? Yeah, you know. And yours, I think, was like a jer- him having to be censored as he yes exists in as he starts, yes, yes. which is great. Yeah. Then it's PG thirteen. Yeah. So listen, yeah. listen to that shit.
0: Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Taika Watiti is apparently going to be doing a secret project for Fox Searchlight before he does.
1: Uh, 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 Thor, love and thunder. This makes me happy because my concern with him blowing up is that we weren't gonna get his little amazing fucking nugget movies his, yeah his uh hunt for the wilder people or his uh, boys the, yeah the what was the what was the one with the what vampires? we do in the shadows yeah what we do in the shadows yeah, yeah. you got to have those yes. so maybe this is another one of those types of movies it's going to be great because i think
0: it's almost like uh so we got like three great ones out of him and then there was uh, i think it was jets and sharks and it was that was okay i don't think i saw that that one's okay it's easily his worst movie but it's still fine okay um but uh but then we're gonna we got thor ragnarok then we're gonna get two nice little nugget movies as you like to call them sure we got nugget jojo movies. jojo and whatever this one is and then we're gonna get another big ass thing yeah so i'm i'm happy with yeah, this as long balance as he's
1: doing the nugget movies I'm yeah fine two with nuggets it. for every big one i'm good
0: <laughs> uh yeah um uh, i think that's really about it all right so um are we just going straight
1: into drive? I think, yeah. I mean, isn't that what we do? Do we do, do? we, we remember do. the order of our show? <laughs> I think that's what we do next. That is what we do um, traditionally. So you're a huge fan of this movie. Is yeah, this I an A plus? I'm assuming this, yeah, is, an this a+. is an A plus. A+ yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I saw it and I feel like I watched it last night, but it had been so long. It was almost like rewatching it for the first time. Right. It was one of those experiences for me. Um, it's fucking almost perfect yeah i mean there's a couple like there's one character thing in general that i've found a little odd okay get into that in a minute yeah that's just me nitpicking the fuck out of it Mm -hmm. but like the i had forgotten how gory it was oh yeah it's amazing i love it yeah um it's Basically Ryan Gosling is this is what he does this is just a great Ryan Gosling role. He basically played he's a replicant in this. Hmm. He's like a he he basically played the Blade Runner 2049 type very reserved. Yeah. Very like doesn't even have much facial expression in this. He's he's a I would call him like he's a damaged character who
0: lives a violent life. Right. And kind of doesn't know how to function
1: in real life. Well, and they portray all that without telling you really why he's damaged. Yes. It's just clear. Yes. Um, and it was funny cause I'm watching it and I'm like, is Ryan Gosling really that good? Cause I don't like, I I can see like, this is a movie that I think should probably have been up for best picture or one best picture the year it came out. Yeah. I w I don't even need to look at a list of other movies from that year. I just know it's that good. Yeah. Um, Do I think he would get like a award for this? I would say no, I guess. I'd say he's great at this, which is minimalist acting is what I would call it. But then I thought about it Mm -hmm. and I thought about the nice guys. Oh, yeah. And he's the fucking light of that movie. And he's like whack, wacky fucking. He's great in that. I actually do think he has range. Apparently Uh, he does.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think uh, what was a crazy, stupid love with him and Emma Stone. Yes. Yeah. He played a little bit of a playboy in that sure. different type of character. I think he's got range. Yeah. Um, it's
1: weird though. He keeps getting cast. Cause even in uh, the first man one this year, he was kind of that reserved, right, right? Like he's, I thought he killed it in that movie though. Clearly that's what he's, that's what he is being, you know? Well, cause he's really good
0: at the slow change from one emotion to another on his face over a, a long shot. <laughs> he's really good at that. Yeah. Uh, I think that's why he gets cast is because he can take you from
1: he he's actually pretty good with virtually no words. Okay. Yep. I would agree. Now that's where I get into the, I'm surprised. You're such a huge fan of this movie section of this discussion. Oh, uh, because why? Because it's, it's a not, bit pretentious. It it's, it's, uh, what I, what I would say
0: is like, I think the thing that I love about the movie is that and I thought it last night watching it. Okay. Is that every time I watch it, I come away with something a little different each time. Sure. Okay. And not many movies can do that for me. And I think I love the things it has to say, but it never, it never goes out of its way to overtly say... It's messages or it's meaning of scenes.
1: It doesn't even go out of its way to explain. It's like characters motivations at all. It's just this is how it is. It's it's amazing storytelling. because you're right. There's it's like exposition. There isn't much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're basically you're introduced to the character. He's setting up. He's getting set up for a job. Yeah. And he's explaining what he does on the job. Yeah. And that's it that's all you really know about him and you get a little bit of
0: like there's there's establishment of like he's going to be driving when there's a a basketball game going on you see that he's very quick with like he doesn't care about the phone that he's on he he's in a clearly he's in a hotel sure he's down Uh, to business he's He's, down to business he's clear he's clinical he's he's smart yes uh least smart at the things that he knows i would say he's smart he's he's yeah um and then you learn so much about him, just about how the way he handles uh, that that getaway sequence at the beginning, which I think is one of the most high-tension tra- chases I've ever seen. And there's actually, like, there's no out-of-the-car shots. Everything it takes place inside the car.
1: It's claustrophobic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And there's not explosions. There's no gunfire. It's right. just, can you get away? From the cops.
1: I had that thought last night in general about the movie that they yes. really ramped up the tension in a lot of parts. And it's yeah. funny because like I can't sit here I can't really point to why I care about these characters, because it's like you just know them without ever being told. And that's like that's perfect storytelling. To yeah. Me. You didn't I- waste my time with junk that i didn't need yeah like clearly it didn't matter it's It's, simple it's a lean efficient movie very efficient and and it's probably one of the
0: best examples of show don't tell because like you said there's almost no exposition throughout the whole thing yeah it's great uh i mean i feel like the most expert and the greatest thing is that you really don't get any of it from like the two main characters really uh from the the wife or from and i love the fact you never learn his name the driver He's right. just called the kid or driver. Yep. And that's it. Um, all exposition really comes from uh, uh, usually it's Brian Cranston. Usually well, there's
1: that. But there there's the part. The only person I could think of that got a little exposition was and they didn't even tell you like what he was in jail for. But oh, the girls, Oscar Isaac. Uh, yeah. Oscar Isaac's character. Got to bring him up. Right. Well, well, he, he's in he, another tier from those other guys. Let's be real. Although Ron Perlman, he's kind of a B grade guy himself. But you don't think Oscar Isaac is good? I think he's good, but I don't think he's elevated himself to like the Brian Cranston. Oh, oh Brian, I think you know what I'm saying. I, I, I like, think that he might what, be just as good, but it's not like he's his name doesn't need to be on the poster hmm. for this movie. I think he's a great actor, but I don't think he's been given
0: enough uh, uh, great material where he kind of shines. OK, um, but I really he loved was good in this. that
1: movie about the Israelis that go into South America or whatever. Mm-hmm. Get, the, get that Nazi last year. I forget the name of it. With ben oh, Kingsley right. yeah, and yeah, he was yeah. really good in that. Yeah. Um,
0: but he's yeah, this is, he's, this, this movie, what it did for me at the time was, and it still does for me, is I haven't seen a movie like this where you have a protagonist like this who doesn't speak, who really, uh, uh, you learn about them through their actions and through, uh, uh, facial expressions, but that's about it. And I'd never really seen a movie where it has such a, like, immensely powerful, bittersweet ending. I love the ending. Yeah. Um, and I, I and this what this did for me like musically is I'd never heard this
1: kind of like this synthwave. The music is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's 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 amazing.
0: It started a whole genre, really, or at least it brought it to the forefront right. of culture for a lot of people like in our age range. There's lots of people. I would say it's probably lots of like emo kids probably grew <laughs> up on emo music and then they found this and they're like, oh, synthwave is the fucking shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I I love everything about this uh it's so metaphorical in everything it does i love the way the violence is handled it's so so incredibly gory yeah it's great but what i love about it the most is like it it tells you about violence in that violence is something that is quick and sudden and abrupt and kind of horrifying when it happens sure and that's how it is. Every time something violent happens in this, it is quick,
1: fast, and horrifying. The whole movie's fast. Yeah, yeah, Uh yeah. I the movie's fucking great. It's I, really goddamn good. I uh, some of the shots in it are amazing. Oh my god, the, the soundtrack, the cinematography. Yeah, the characters are all good, except for I don't buy Ron Perlman's character. He just bothers me in this. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um... Uh, but what, what what is your grade? I, I mean, I am an my A My grade would be my grade. I mean, I think I would probably give it an A plus, too. OK, I don't think it's like it's not going to be in the pantheon of my favorite movies. Sure. But there's, there's little wrong with it. Mm. I'm surprised that you like I'm surprised that the, the relationship between. Ryan Gosling and the girlfriend, I'm spacing on her name. I guess that's sexist of me. It's the only actress or actor in the movie I can't name. Right. Uh, But I know who she is. I'm surprised their relationship and their dialogue doesn't bother you a little bit. The reason it doesn't bother me is because everything is so
0: simple that you just you've been there. If it, you've if you've liked a girl or if you're a girl who's liked a guy Right. This it, is what this is the bare bones minimum. This is what it is at its fucking uh, no, core.
1: I understand that, but my problem with it and I don't even think it's a problem for me. I just this is me judging you based on your previous. Mm-hmm. You know, this is one of those like people don't talk to each other like this. She would think he was a fucking weirdo the way right. he acts. It's not it's very pretentious feeling. But it's funny because what's interesting about it is basically him and her or him in general, he's the only character that's really like that. Like if you look at Brian Cranston's character, Albert Brooks's character, everyone else in the movie is kind of normal. And she... She kind of falls in with him to yes. that. Yes, she which does. I think is great. Yeah, but I'm surprised that it like just knowing you're – because I know there's shit like this mm-hmm. dialogue like this and right. like the slow kind of conversational scenes that you could have done in th- five seconds that take thirty seconds. Yes, that you do not like. Yeah, it's because I feel it. Okay, I mean it's it's
0: really as simple as I can identify like. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you're a guy and you look at, like, well, how she's reacting to him and you're like, I don't get why you're saying. So-. Sure. It's Ryan Gosling. He looks great in his fucking scorpion coat. If you were a lady, <laughs> you'd be on him, too. Yeah. The ladies love those, uh, you know, those, those fingerless silk. gloves yeah. and the scorpion coat. It's it's um, I mean, it's it's a good look for him and you can tell why he likes her yes okay and i mean i love it and i like the fact that like it's so clear what she represents to him she represents the way out she she
1: represents yeah a he tries to get her life. to dip out with him at one point yeah or offers that up to her yeah. now uh one thing okay this is my biggest nitpick and you it's, ready for this uh, it's carrie mulligan by Duh. the way carrie mulligan folks she's great too she is really good in this okay here's my Here's my nitpick. You okay. ready for that? Sure. This is probably like the most I've ever dug for a nitpick. Okay. This is like, this is like an Alex nitpick. This oh, is a, oh. this is a home oh. at the movies level mm. nitpick. Here. Okay. The part where he like calls her and tells her like, you know, basically he says like, you've given me a reason or the time I spent with you is mm. just the greatest thing to ever happen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, was there part of this relationship that didn't happen on screen? Because, I mean, I get it. You've got a crush on her. Mm-hmm. It's like that, you know, early lust, love, weird thing. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, the greatest thing to ever happen in your life. Well, like you said, we don't know his life. I mean, I guess that's true, but I'm sitting there like, oh, come on. But then I just brushed that off in like a second yeah. and like, yeah, it was fine. Right. Cause it, cause it fit in with the story, but there that's, you go. That's your, that's your little tiny nitpick. Yeah. That's why it gets a 99.9% <laughs> uh,
0: I, I, we're going to do spoilers now. Sure. Uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it. Uh, I think I, I love the scene where, uh, I but mean, the, I love, I love pretty much every the scene. The opening of the, the f- opening I feel like is, we
1: have to, I mean, it's fucking, it's so you brought good. it up earlier, but it is so good. The fucking sound of the car, the, the like the minimalist away, music hit the look on his face. He's just, you know, you are, the, you're immediately told what the rules are. Yes. The five minute window, yep. all that shit is yep. great. I don't carry a gun. Yes. It's amazing.
0: Yes. I love the camera angles. They do a lot of sort of like the hero shots from inside the car right. looking up at him, which just makes it psychologically it makes you go like, wow, this guy's really fucking well, competent. And you can and cool. tell
1: that the guys in the back seat think he's a badass. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, and then the way he just he shows up to the stadium, gets out right on time yep. and he just brushes past the cops. It's one of the slickest, coolest fucking things. And then boom, it just cuts to that fucking night call song. And you're like this movie is fucking cool
1: yeah it's amazingly it's amazingly good It really um
0: is. and then uh I love I love the scene what I think one of the the it's like one of the turning points in the movie is when uh that guy shows up
1: in in the elevator and he's come there to kill yes. her or him yep. or whatever this is after the the botched robbery and yes and what's his name Ron Perlman's trying to get him killed now yeah because yeah. he I, and i love that too from uh,
0: uh albert brooks about the whole like two thousand heists in this city and he has to choose the wrong one right it's albert brooks is, is fucking he's, great he's, he's in this fucking awesome because you can tell when he has to kill uh uh uh
1: when he has to kill him brian the, cranston. brian cranston yeah. He's not happy about this. No, he's he's, really not. He's like an old school Jewish gangster. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's got like kind of a stereotypical, like Jewish way about him. Like he reminds me of a character that would be like in curb or something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. And he's played that character before a million fucking times. Yeah. Um, they he's, shaved he's his fucking great. His they eyebrows shaved, are they gone. Sha,
0: his, they shaved his eyebrows, yeah. which I think goes a long way in kind of making him menacing.
1: Now, did they shave them or because I was thinking about that. I'm like, I don't remember Albert Brooks not I'm, having eyebrows. I'm pretty sure they shaved. Them. OK, well, uh, yeah, I, he, I watched some special features on it. Yeah, it's uh, weird. He's menacing, but he's Albert Brooks. So yes. it's like, yeah, yeah, it takes you a minute to come around to that, but he's great at it. But that
0: elevator scene is so it's so powerful because like you could look at it as like the, it could be two, one of two things because before that, right before that he's trying to convince her to come with. And she kind of slaps him back to reality. is like, no, I'm fuck you. You got my husband killed, which he didn't. It's not his fault. He's put in a shitty situation trying to help. Yeah. Um, But when he goes and he kisses her and it kind of slows down and I love the, the, the lighting changes. And it's just about those two in that moment. But you could see it as this is him saying goodbye to that life. This is it. This is whatever. Right. Or it could be a last ditch effort to make her stay interested. Sure. But then he goes fucking overboard and he
1: <laughs> smashes yes, the and dick. It freaks out. the fuck
0: out. And that's the last time you see them together. That's it it's it's over after that understandably so and he can't but the thing is like he he can't not be who he is right all he can try to do is be who he is in a moral way which is exactly what he did at the end of the movie which is why you know a real hero comes on that song yeah i and a lot of people have had uh ideas of like is the ending a dream did he really live or did he just die in that car? Because he got stabbed in the stomach. I'm I mean, assuming, I assume he died. Okay. That's See, my and assumption. And I assume he, he lived. Okay. I don't know why, um, but I like the fact that it's kind of like, he didn't get to have the girl, but he got to find like, the reason I like the idea that he lives is that there was almost like this, it seemed to me like he was walking into that ready to die like almost thinking that dying was fine and then when he didn't it's like this sort of like I
1: found that I can live for myself kind of thing yeah you know what I'm changing my mind okay I think he lived because otherwise there's no reason to show that he left the money mm. i suppose yeah I guess you know that's what a i mean? very, that's a very logical sort of reason why yeah like he to lived. me if if he left the money that's like a Although I guess he could have still driven off and died, it's still yeah. like oh, the character didn't care about the money. Yeah, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to say he lived. I'm going to say okay. it could go either way. Yeah. Really, but oh,
0: uh, another great scene. We can just talk <laughs> about the the uh, the titty bar scene. Yes,
1: fantastic. Another violent fun scene. It's so great, and the fact that the women just sit there. They just sit. It's there. the best part of the scene.
0: And, and and the fact that like there are there there are boobs in the scene. And as a man, I'm like. I don't really care. No. like There's some really cool shit happening here. Now, if you were 13 years old. Oh, Alex, 13, you're just going to be right, right there. Yeah. You know, this is a rare opportunity. But you're right.
1: They all are just sitting there. And they don't even like, they are yeah. freaked out.
0: They're just kind of like, business as usual, keep your head down. Like this, like the other, like that told me more about that dude than anything else in, up to that point in that movie. The guy that okay. Ryan Costling is, is beating the shit out of. Love the fact that he just beat him with a hammer. That was fucking great. No, it was great. great. It
1: was great. The bullet thing. Yes. Oh, man. Well, that's the other
0: thing, too. It's like he is everything. Like, he, but distilled down, he's kind of like what men want to be. They want to be smart, strong. They want to be the provider. They want to be the protector. But he's also
1: that to an extreme he's also socially awkward as fuck that too that too like yeah the character is very interesting he's the, a very intriguing main character yeah and your I, protagonist is basically a monster yeah. I mean he is
0: yeah well I. He, he, yeah he's a monster yes. who doesn't want to be a monster right. anymore that's why it's great, but he can't get out of it. But he can't I get mean, out he, of it. It's he, so not
1: not only is he just like drawn to it, but he also doesn't have like the sh- social skills to yeah. like be able to live a normal life. You know, well, there's like, a like quick little scene in the
0: uh, in the in the uh, grocery store where he sees uh, uh, uh Carrie Mulligan right. and the kid, and he just turns around, and goes the he other. Doesn't wanna, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, and then the weird ass scene like with the with uh, the husband in the hallway when oh, she, that's some of so the best. It's so awkward. Yet. It's amazing when he's just like. <laughs> He just stands there like, yeah, "Yeah, yeah, I've been helping out. Yeah.
0: I hear you drive for the movies. (laughs) (laughs) I love, I love the fact, I think one of my favorite things is, um, uh, so Oscar Isaac is going taking out the trash with his son and then he comes back in and Ryan Gosling has gone to the, uh, the elevator and Oscar Isaac just walks by and he goes like, have a good night. And it's just so clearly the thinliest of veiled fuck yous. Yeah. Oh, 100%. It's so... That's why I look at this movie. I'm like, it's a tour de to force in acting, too. Like, everybody's acting so well because everything has multiple layers. I would agree. I, I I love it because I love movies that I can watch over and over again. And like I said, every time I watch it, I get something new you out of it. You feel like
1: you got something new. Yeah. Yeah. That I doesn't, mean, it's, I can't... I, I uh, I told the wife, I asked the wife if she's ever seen it and she I doesn't think she's seen it, so I'm oh, gonna okay. watch it again pretty soon here, I think.
0: It's so unbelievable. It's it is is so really good. good.
1: I can't I can't hate on this pick as a favorite favorite of yours. It's one I of really those can't. movies
0: it, going back to our sequel talk. It's one that I would love a sequel to, but I know for a fact there's no way it could be as good.
1: You can't make a sequel to this. No, I no. and
0: I, I know that, but I just want more like of the what I have. Like sequel
1: where they are end up together. Right. Well, they they yeah. journey
0: across the country well, or well, something. The, th- the thought I had was like you could you could have him just he's kind of like a he's almost like a samurai or like a like a wandering ronin. Okay. Or, or like the uh,
1: the wandering cowboy kind of character. He ends up in different towns, and yes. every time he gets dragged into some some situation. random situation. Yeah. Sure, you could do it. It
0: just wouldn't be as good. No, but you shouldn't do it because this is like this is like perfect. I would say, I would basically say this is a perfect. Is movie. Is this a
1: perfect movie? Is th- this in like that class of perfect movies I, for you? I
0: think I've seen it about probably eight or nine times okay. now, and I would say I would say
1: yeah, I would say it fits into a perfect. For I me. can't argue with that. I like, Oh, Ron Perlman. You said you just have a problem I, with He him. just bothers me in this. I don't know. There's just something I'm not buying about his character in this. Like he seems really stupid. Hmm. Like that's one part of the plot that like, okay, I get it. You've set up a situation where you have an off the, off the fucking off the rocker bad guy. Yeah. Who has to kill him to protect whatever. But it's like, some of the stuff is like, but really? like you don't seem like a complete dumbass mm. like why would you even fuck around with this like you're it's not like this guy is fucking scarface in a fucking mansion somewhere with bodyguards everywhere he's got one little driver who like takes him from the the pizza place this is when ron perlman dies yeah and it's like really you fucking obviously this guy that you're putting hits out on that knows you're putting hits out on him mm-hmm. is a fucking badass and your character's just dumb and maybe that's why i
0: like him though is like there are just dumb gangsters who are just up there because (sighs) they're they're
1: violent i don't know man like i don't know the the
0: way i look at it is like i he's not the brains of the operation like clearly it's him and and albert brooks and albert brooks is the brain yeah sure okay and when you let Ron Perlman off the leash. This is this is exactly what would happen.
1: I mean, I guess that's fine. There is one great fucking scene with him though when he gives the nod to Albert Brooks to kill the like the bald dude in oh, the yeah, pizza yeah. joint. Oh It's great. So good. I I like I actually
0: I watching it again last night, I was like I actually really kind of love Ron Perlman in this because you need that kind of character. He he provides a flavor that is not there otherwise, which is like the boisterous over the top guy, fine ass motherfucker pussy mobile. Like, sure. like there's no guy like that, but the guys like that exist. Yeah. But I don't,
1: I don't buy him as the top dog in the operation, I guess. Well, he's I, not the top dog. It's Albert Brooks. Well, yeah. I mean, and Albert Brooks would have shut this shit down. I feel like, Well, it's what he did once he found out. Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I just yeah. You just you're just not a fan. I'm not. No, I don't like the character. I think he's a dumbass and he's annoying. And and I've seen him play this character the right way mm. in Sons of Anarchy. Mm. Uh where he's he's very um foolhardy, I guess would mm. be. He do- makes stupid, rash decisions, but at least there's like some level of logic to what he's doing in this I I don't know. I just didn't. I, you know, and I'm a Ron Perlman guy. I like Ron Perlman. I, uh, he's yeah. I I mean, this is again, this is a A nitpick nitpick. right. Completely. Because nobody's,
0: terrible in this the two scenes that are, i really love him in are uh i love the scene where he he's basically justifying why he took money from the east coast mob he's talking about like this family he's like they fucking still pinch me on my cheek yeah, like that- i'm a fucking kid and the whole like they call him you know uh, uh racial slur for sure. jewish uh insert that here uh they still call him that to his face and i'm like okay i kind of get your like your rage and sort of like the impetus for why this okay. is happening. That, and I love the scene where he shows up and he's just to Brian Krantz, he's like, How's the fucking leg? Like, clearly he's the one, yeah, right. or at least had a hand in that. Yeah, he's an immature douchebag. He is. Yeah, he is. You're meant to hate him, and I do sure. not like him, but in a good way. Okay, all right. But
1: yeah, I love this movie. I, I love everything about it. It's really good, man. It's. It's a, it's a top-notch fucking movie. And I'll tell you this. It's best movie of the last 10 years? I don't know.
0: That's such a hard thing to, I mean, that's it's so gotta hard. It's got to be one of
1: your top, like, three or five or something. I mean, it's, it's I love
0: too many movies. <laughs> it's very, I don't like, I, I, I would put it in my top five. And I guess by default, I guess that would probably mean that it's better than a lot of the shit that came out in sure. the last
1: ten. Um, now is it okay? Here I'm going to put you to the test mm. for our listeners. You have to have one movie. Okay, is it Drive or is it Endgame? Ooh, that's tough
0: because they both give me the <laughs> they both give me the feels. It's just that it's just that uh, I think Drive cuts to the core of who I am.
1: Okay, I think Drive is probably a better movie, but could you give up that Endgame to Pro- know? Probably not. No, yeah. Good thing I, I don't just have don't. to. <laughs> <laughs> right, son of a bitch. Yeah, this. I mean, this is up there. I, even for me, I can't deny it's up there. I've got like Prisoners is one of my favorites yeah, of the last a really ten good years. One. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh John Carter is one of my favorites <laughs> of the last ten years. <laughs> Laugh it up
0: laugh it up it is it's one of those movies that's so good it doesn't need a sequel
1: fuck off (laughs) no right exactly son of a bitch instead we're getting the searching sequel which how many people left searching going like man where does this go there's a sequel to this what's gonna happen god damn it's disgusting it was pretty bad I don't think we have the Chinese to blame for this one though, do we? No. No, no this is no, no. probably domestic, big yeah. domestic hit for searching. Yeah. Yeah. Uh God, yeah. But I, yeah, I just, no, drive is great. I don't know if we have much more to say about it. I think we're I probably mean, I, pretty I, good, aren't? I probably could keep going. Yeah, sure.
0: But I won't because I don't know if people actually want to hear me just gush and gush and gush about it. It's kind of It is, yeah. Uh too much goo on the table. But uh, yeah, what uh, do you
1: accept your uh, your explanation, though? It's a logical explanation. When I asked you, I do want to point out that I do accept that explanation of why does the soft, boring, quote unquote, pretentious kind of dialogue scenes in this not bother you? Or I know they've bothered you in other movies. That was a good explanation. It works in this movie. It just it's it's so. To me, I
0: look at it and I'm like, this is kind of a universal movie. Like, I feel like you could probably show this to somebody who's never seen a movie in, like, I don't know, a third world country. And they okay. could probably get
1: it. Okay. Yeah, you're probably right. Why wouldn't they? Fuck, it's super simple. It's, Gets it, right to the point.
0: Cuts to the chase. But it's it's universal in its themes. Right. Yeah, I, just, I love it. I yeah. just fucking love it. But
1: anyways, what do we got? Shit we watched?
0: Whoa. Shit we watched
1: shit we watched okay what do you got anything this week uh yeah
0: i do have some things okay um so i watched and i don't even know if i should bother reviewing this but i i fell asleep okay i was watching
1: clash of the titans the the sam worthington sam one. worthington oh, this one was just a treat wasn't it it was so oh bad oh my goodness it really just sort
0: of cements like why sam worthington is nowhere to be seen
1: i'm surprised that mads mickelson yeah i've never seen any such of them a have careers cast.
0: i mean i i was watching and i was like did they really just cast voldemort to play voldemort again ray fines yeah Ray finds yeah, yeah pretty much he's hades he's voldemort he's doing the exact same voice uh yeah it's got a, a, a goddamn qui-gon Why am I blanking Liam Neeson? Neeson. It's got Liam Neeson got such a stacked cast. I mean, other than Sam (laughs) Worthington. Yeah. But at the time he was coming off avatar.
1: I know. I know. I think we all should have known better. Yeah. This, that movie stunk. That movie stunk big time. Yeah. I can still remember uh, Mads Mikkelsen has a line in that where he's like, you must protect them, Perseus, or something. <laughs> and it's just the way it's delivered. The whole movie was a fucking joke.
0: There's, it's terrible. There's this bit where, and I'm assuming it's from the '80s original. I've never seen that, but like they pull out like this robotic uh, uh, owl thing. At uh, like they're all putting their armor on to go on to this this journey, which they just like accept Perseus in for no fucking reason. They're just like, oh you're the son of zeus come on this mission with us we don't know if you have superpowers or not but come on yeah uh but he just like picks up this robotic owl and he's like oh what's this thing and it's there's a part of me that's like oh it's a reference to a movie but it doesn't it has no place in this movie but they figure they're probably it in. right and they, he just throws it down and i'm like well that was fucking stupid you're right it's it's yeah. a it's a really bad movie. I
1: mean, it's so bad that years later I watched Wrath of the Titans. Ooh. This movie got a fucking sequel. This yeah. is the world we live in. Yeah. I watched Wrath of the Titans also terrible, but I think it was better. If I remember correctly, it was better than Clash of the Titans. Really would not be too hard. It really wouldn't. Although it could have been an expectation thing too. You know how those those damn expectations like, mm. I didn't expect Clash of the Titans to be like a 100% utter disaster when I saw it when it came out.
0: I knew it wasn't going to be good, but I was not expecting it to be that it's bad. It's terrible. But yes, continue. Anything else? Uh, I saw Smart People. Uh, it's got uh, Thomas Hayden Church in it. Like him. Uh, Ellen Page, Dennis Quaid, Sarah Jessica Parker. Okay. Um, I think that's kind of the main cast uh roy from the
1: office okay (laughs) he's good actually he is good and so do you uh i mean is it good what's it about it's about smart people it's
0: about a college professor who has a dead wife ellen page is his daughter Uh, she's uh, just gonna be graduating high school um they are tremendously pretentious people uh and um dennis quaid gets his car towed he's trying to get in falls down has a concussion Goes to the hospital. Sir Jessica Parker is a former student. Uh, since he has a concussion in the state he lives in, uh, he's not allowed to drive for six months. Thomas Hayden Church also happens to be his uh stepbrother, um, or adopted brother, I believe. And uh uh he happened to be in town anyways because he's poor as fuck and he's kind of uh, that kind of guy. So uh, he's the it's like the the odd couple type. Deal. Yes, okay. Yes. And he has to drive him around. Um, and it's kind of about um uh, Dennis Quaid sort of learning to love again, and uh, it was fine. It was right. uh, it was pretty good. Uh, Ellen Page plays a a young Republican. Oh boy, uh, she probably had fun doing that. And um, it was it was kind of funny, but I didn't really think that they like really ripped on Republicans too much. Okay, I was like, oh, she's just really focused on her future and her career, which is like. Good for you, <laughs> but uh, I mean, she also has to stick they up. Fo- her-
1: they focused on like the one good quality of republicans would you say yeah well yeah um (laughs) not that not the democrats
0: i mean it's the one good quality uh yeah um but uh yeah i I actually really enjoyed it it's it's a fine movie it's like a b okay it's a b b minus wow yeah i i I enjoyed the dialogue some of it's a little overly written i could tell that somebody was clearly an english major who wrote it and um really thinks that they're kind of hot shit about some stuff but also maybe somebody told them like hey you're kind of pretentious, so maybe make one of your characters pretentious so you can kind of like. It covers
1: it up. Covers it up. Yeah, okay. exactly. So I enjoyed it, though. I had a decent time. All right. Anything else or is that is that your list? Let's just, we'll burn through all yours quick.
0: Uh, poo. Oh, uh, I started watching. Remember that uh, Joel McHale had a show for a while? He kind of did like a clip yeah, show. Yeah, right. Uh, so it's on Netflix now. I watched it. It really made me realize like. Joel McKay, I, the writers on his show are just terrible. The jokes are fucking atrocious. Now, the clips are fine. It's like just doing a YouTube but search. But
1: tweener parts the, where he's. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, it's terrible. Uh, the director of uh, that Ghost in, uh, Ghostbusters, Ghost in the Shell, I was going to say, uh, Ghostbusters remake. Paul Feig uh, or Paul or Feig. He keeps showing up. I think it's a bit from the original series. It's not funny. There's some really not funny shit in it. But the clips are nice. I mean, Paul
1: Feig is a comedic genius, though. He's really not. I mean, let's be real. There was a trailer that just got released for a movie that's going to be from him with, like, Emma Watson and Florence Pugh, Little Women or something, Meryl Streep, all these fucking ladies. And it's like, God damn, you're going to take all these people. It's going to be bad. Watch. These these incredibly talented actors. And it's going to be just nothing. Isn't that terrible? I thought Bridesmaids was good.
0: Yeah, I think Bridesmaids is by Head and Shoulders. Above everything else, he's made that
1: is his name, right? Paul, Paul Feig. Feig. Is yeah. that right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Everybody gets Kevin him... Feige, Paul Feig. Exactly. Got I was it. just gonna say everybody gets him a little, little confused. Uh, <laughs> one's one's actually like influential and important. And the other is not. The other decided to try and destroy one of the most beloved movies of all time. I wouldn't say destroy. He just made a really shitty re- remake, and it was marketed terribly. Why are you telling people it's a sequel when it's not?
1: Why did oh, you yeah, do that? Because I haven't seen it. It's, I refuse to watch it. It's so terrible. It's it's not funny. It's just. It's a reboot slash remake slash something.
0: It's just a remake. Oh, God. But it, yeah, it's just it's. The comedy's not good. I'll just okay. say that the comedy's not good. I guess you could maybe say some of it's fine, but anyways, what did you watch? I know you had some experiences this weekend. Uh,
1: yeah. So I guess first off, I will start by saying that I finished The Boys, and I'm going to hold off on a deep review because I'm assuming you're going to watch that. I will. Uh, and I really, by the end of it, you dug I'm the shit in. out of it. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. I mean, there's just too much cool shit in here for me to not like it. Sure, this. sure. I there's tons of cool shit. I'm not gonna get into it because I don't want to spoil it for you or the listeners. If you haven't watched it, if you're a fan of superheroes, if you hate superheroes, mm. if you think they're stupid, this this bridges the gap. This wow. brings those people together. I would say. Okay. I would say. Because like the person who hates superheroes thinks it's all dumb can watch this and be like, ha 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 like yeah this is how it would be or something you fucking yeah you, you fucking nerds. Anim, motherfuckers yeah, right yeah yeah those assholes but yes that was great slipknot released a new album yeah and it's the best thing they've done in almost 20 years wow since iowa which was their second album
0: wow that is one hell of a statement
1: it's it's Masterfully put together, and you're and you're a Slipknot fan. Now, I'm a no. huge Slipknot now, fan. No, 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 yes. no. Is is the she is it
0: is is the Sheen too too shiny? Is it too new? Are you? No, do you think? No, no. What I'm asking, do you think that there's a chance that in a year or so you're going to place it a little lower? No, on the
1: no. List? I I understood what you okay, were saying. Okay, no, there's right. not a chance of that. Okay, this wow. is this is like, okay, so. The first two albums were like these brutal fucking albums. The third one they kind of went a little more mainstream. The fourth one they went way too far mainstream. Right. And the fifth one was all about after Paul Gray their bassist died, them like, can we even do this anymore? Mm-hmm. Had some kind of cheesy lyrics. Uh this one is like Everything from those first three albums is represented here. Uh, it's mixed together in such a way like there's some like volume three, which is one of the like the third album. There's some volume three sounding singing, but then the screaming sounds like it did in like Iowa or something. Uh, they, they've they got those because Slipknot used to have these interlude tracks that were just like these dirty, mysterious You know, like at the end of a song, they'd tack on a minute of like weird sound. Mm -hmm. Like, so the sampler is getting involved and the DJ is getting involved. There's like some weirdness in it. It's got that. It really is one of those albums where if you're listening to random songs, it doesn't do it justice. It's like a journey from point A to point B and it flows. I love those. Which the last three they've done are not that at all. They all feel almost like. Like, uh, like greatest hits, like mm. at records, you know right, what I'm saying? Right. right. This one has like a story. It goes fucking, you'll have one song that's brutal. Then he's singing in the next song. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the lyrics are really good. I can't say enough. The, the, my favorite thing about this, I think is that there's only, and I could be wrong. I've listened to it about 20 times, but <laughs> I could be wrong, but I only could point out one, like straight up guitar solo on this. Oh, which, that's another thing. They never used to do guitar solos. Yeah. And then 3, 4, and 5, they've got a bunch of guitar solos. That, mm. to me, is not Slipknot. Right. That's my opinion. Sure. I like just just get to the point. I just want to hear basic fucking right. heavy shit. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Corey Taylor sounds great. Apparently, he quit smoking and he had a divorce. So, he's really depressed and pissed. And his voice sounds good better. So, I, yeah, I, I mean... So yeah, I'm, I'm ecstatic, but then I went and saw them Sunday night Yes, and it was terrible. Oh, I'm just, no. I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs>
1: no, it was great. Oh, you really had me going. Yeah. I mean, it was great though. Fuck. Um, it was a weird show. They had uh opening for them was uh behemoth, which is like this Norwegian satanic. Like, I've heard of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Really I've... fucking weird. Uh, But I think they take it a little too seriously. They're not like ghost satanic where it's like tongue in cheek. Like, I think they're legit.
0: Yeah. Didn't they like isn't one of their like their bassist is dead or something. And one of them used like the like part of like a a, a skull
1: like bit as a pick. Sounds great. That's the coolest thing about them. (laughs) Yeah, it's probably, I mean, were they, were they decent live? They were decent. Yeah. I've seen them before. Uh, I'm not like super into them, but then there was this band Gojira from France. They're fucking great. Mm. And then there was Volbeat, which I felt like was completely out of place here because they're kind of the, you know, they're like, I was going to say, I know Volbeat. They're not metal. Really? No, no. no. no they're, so they were weird to have up Volbeat
0: there. would be up like they'd be fine at like a stained concert. Sure.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Volbeat was the, the second ba- or, you know, the, the undercard, you wow. know, and then it was Slipknot. Okay. Um, yeah, Slipknot just blew it out of the water with Volbeat mm-hmm. but, and you had people walking like looking at Volbeat, like what the fuck? <laughs> but I guess it's a way to like, you know, cause Slipknot, I mean, like it or not, they're mainstream at this point. They are. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, you throw a pepper in some satanic, when I, really overboard shit. And I, then, yeah. I saw
0: them like, God, I saw, I saw them like eight years ago, thereabouts, when they came to Madison, Coheed came with them. Okay. And I saw both and I was like, and I love Coheed, but they don't belong at this concert. <laughs>
1: like v- Volbeat probably is lower. Like as far as fitting in. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Volbeat and Coheed. There's a tour that kind of makes more sense. I guess. Co- Coheed's got a lot more talent, but anyways. But they wouldn't, they, they, w- they wouldn't headline with Volbeat. No, they That's wouldn't. That's the world That's, we live in. That is the world we live in. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so that was great. So that's, it's been a great week. I was, what's funny is I went into the album. I had like read on Reddit uh, that it had leaked and people were saying like, oh, like there's people saying it's their best album, which Mm -hmm. I don't agree with personally. I can't. Tell them they're wrong because from like a technicality perspective Mm. and some of the balls that they showed, like they showed some serious balls on this record. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's great. I think it's a little hyperbole to say it's better than the first album or Iowa, but I had to go ahead and listen to it early because I said to myself, I've already pre-ordered a special edition of this. Right. I bought concert tickets. I'm not the problem here. Right. I'm gonna go ahead and cheat and listen to this. <laughs> so there he is, FBI. Yeah, get him. Right. <laughs> yeah, get me. Yeah. Uh but anyway, so um, yeah, there's I mean, it's 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 fucking great. Uh, do you, one, I do have a bitch fest though. So I, I pre-ordered this fucking album sure. months ago direct from Slipknot's website. I got like a like a fucking like bundle package with a t-shirt and shit. Mm-hmm. It just shipped today. The album came out last Friday. Like that pisses me off. Why would it? So like if I pre-ordered it on Amazon, I would have gotten it the day it came out. If I went to the record store, I would have gotten it. I did get a digital copy sent to me but that's still kind of i bullshit. want the product right? right do you agree oh yeah yeah that's bullshit so fuck you
0: guys that's that is pretty fuck bullshit you. yeah that's that's no good let me ask you this i i've been thinking this the whole time you've been you know loving on this album and i've been thinking about this for rock in general for a while sure rock is a as a as a genre really it it hit huge in the early 2000s. Yes, like the new metal. The yeah. new metal really right. blew up. And then it's just died down and it's kind of felt samey, samey for a while. I and would it's, agree. And it's not really hit the same heights at least culturally that it hit before i would agree do you think that this has a chance to bring metal back into like the zeitgeist
1: so i think the problem with this and it is apparently going to hit it's gonna debut at number one on billboard so that's one thing but i think the problem is we're depending too heavily on these bands from 20 years ago i mean i was thinking about the i went to that system of a down show yeah it's like you got to put system of a down and tool as the fucking headliners for your festival like there's nothing nobody went there to see anything new except for ghost they were there right so there were a lot of ghost fans and but But like ghost isn't about to fill football stadiums or arenas or like completely sell out arenas right now. Right. So my thought, my worry is once these guys are gone, because they can't last forever. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you still have like iron maiden out there performing and shit, but once they're all gone, Like, who's going to take their place and be able to sell out big venues? And I don't see anything on the horizon. Mm. And I think maybe it's just because of how the industry has changed. I was going to ask you, do you think
0: it's due to sort of the fracturing of audiences at this point or listeners like is selling out football stadiums? Is that required now? Is that going to be the new norm or is going to be selling out?
1: Two thousand seats—the new I mean, norm. I think it's going to be the yeah, what the smaller venues. I guess. I mean, uh, like Metallica that, sells out a football stadium, right. but nobody else can do that. Do you, you know? think?
0: But do you think it's going to be just for rock, or do you think it's going to be like all genres are eventually going to reach, you know, that point where they're
1: more niche? I mean, I don't. I don't. I think rock is an interesting one because it's not like. You're not like people aren't hearing it every day. Like yeah. they are this like fucking old town road song oh or God. you know what I'm saying? Like I hate it's weird. Song. And it's like the, the industry right now isn't designed in such a way where you're going out and like you're looking through CDs and you see a cool record with right. some great cover on it from yeah. some band that looks like a metal band. You pick it up. You listen to the whole thing. Now it's like, okay, I have Spotify and I click this, this button and right. it just plays a bunch of shit. That sounds like maybe the shit I'll that find I like. one song that I like, but that isn't necessarily going to draw me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's different. And it's, it's very true. I, yeah. I
0: listen to Spotify. I listen to SoundCloud and I, SoundCloud and I do it on YouTube. And I feel like I'm lucky if I find like a song out of every like 20 that I'm like, all right, I'll see what these people have to. You know? Oh yeah. That's very rare. Sometimes
1: it, you just listen to the song itself a few times and yeah. then you just forget about it.
0: Yes. You know, yeah. um, we could always, uh, rely on baby metal. Oh gee, good old baby metal. Have you yes. heard? Oh I, yes. I kind of love baby. Oh, metal. Yes. I just found out about them like <laughs> a month ago. And <laughs> they're they're like,
1: gonna take over.
0: They're gonna they're gonna be the new uh, Metallica. But yeah,
1: we need and Tobias Forge, who is Cardinal Copia from Ghost, has right. talked about how they like it is necessary. Someone needs to fill the shoes of all of these people yes. who are leaving. Yep. because they're not gonna last forever. Yep. And you one, know,
0: what needs to be done is you look at like what Slipknot brought to the table as far as a band, and you look at everything that happened in the early two thousands. A lot of the bands. That were influential brought something new.
1: Right. Yeah. I would we agree. need
0: that. Because really it's basically been how can I copy the big bands sure. for the last fifteen years? Yeah. And that needs to stop.
1: Well, it's funny, like JJO, like the shine down type shit, like mm-hmm. that stuff. I to me I can't differentiate like Volbeat. Yeah. Like is another one. Yep. I don't, I don't know what I this is. I don't know is. who
0: you are. Yeah, right.
1: You're your every gravelly voiced singer. Yes. Right. I'm sailed. That's about <laughs> it. No, you're totally Yeah, that's the truth. But yeah, that's enough for on Music Corner, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I went and saw Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Oh. How was that? Um, eh, it was fine. Uh-huh. It was, you know, uh, I was Okay, so the movie, basically, if you don't know what Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark was, it was like a a collection of short stories in a book form that kids would read. It was kind of like the introduction to horror for kids. Yeah. Uh, So they decided to do the... Like, Goosebumps thing. This is what yeah. I understand they did in the Goosebumps movie anyway. like They're it, all happening. They're all happening, and there's a story that kind of ties everything together. Sure. I would have gone the Creep Show Twilight Zone route, where the, you release, like, an anthology film that's four separate right. movies. Because the problem I had with this was... Like, all the acting was fine. The characters were fine. Um, my problem with the movie was the actual scary stories portions of it, which is what I'm interested in, Yeah, are too short. There's not enough buildup. Like, all of a sudden, they're looking mm. in the book, and the story starts being, like, written automatically in the book. Mm-hmm. But it's like, this would have been more neat if there was, like, some backstory to this. There was, like, a, you know... I had a feel for what this, sure, this short sure. story is
0: actually about. I can actually see, like, I'm picturing what you're talking about, like an anthology. Yeah. Like, like maybe you could even do, like, the whole, like, uh, like almost old storybook. You know, like
1: the old Disney movies where they would start right? by opening that. Sure. But it's, like, this fucked up book. And then yeah. you kind of, like... Yeah, you could literally have one scene at the beginning. I mean, there's a couple movies like that. There's a movie called Tales from the Dark Side, mm-hmm. where this kid is like, there is a little story that branches them all together, Sure, but it's not the movie. The movie is about the separate scary stories. Right. So that's how I would have done it. Uh, the creature effects are fucking great in this. Okay. Uh, Guillermo was involved, so that doesn't surprise me at all. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, It's a C movie. If I was like a 12 year old kid, I'd probably think it was great. Right. It's very much
0: a teen movie. You could tell from the trailers. Yeah. I was like, I'm not the target audience for this. Well, I was
1: interested in this because I was like, wow, it looks quite disturbing for that. Mm -hmm. Because there's a couple parts in this where I'm like, Jesus. Like this is PG thirteen. Like this is mm-hmm. disturbing, like nightmare fuel shit. Mm. You know? Um we are getting to the point though where horror is hitting such a
0: such a mainstream sort of level where I feel like we're willing to
1: see more of it in a PG thirteen. You might be right. You might be right. Well, but then at the same time, like Jaws was like PG or something. Yeah. Well that's you know what I mean? Like different that's, different times, I guess. Too. Yeah, it's but yeah, no, I I mean I would I recommend this sure i mean i had some fun with it but is I, it great no i think i think gremlins is like a g movie gremlins is way better than this <laughs> <laughs> Gremlins no, is just great just bring, bring no, up yeah, the no, rating but, you know but you bring up a good point like that's a movie that's kind of whorish, but horrorish horror is definitely <laughs> really horror-ish. a slut yeah. yeah yeah uh but anyway it's kind of horror-esque yeah um
0: but, but it's, it's got it's, some
1: It's got yeah. some. It, they they shove one in a microwave. I mean, that's a little violent. It's great though. It's a great. You know movie. what I mean? It's a great movie for all ages. This one is more. You have to be in that right that target audience sure. to really appreciate it. But the the characters were good, I guess. I mean, I didn't hate it. You know, eh. nobody was like pissing me off or annoying the fuck out of me in it glowing review but you know what it did it i mean it was really apparent like you're sitting there like come on when's the next scary story <laughs> part you know what i mean like checking you know fucking i want the scarecrow or the he's, he's i will say the scarecrow part the scarecrow story at the beginning that's sure. the first scary story in the movie and that's the one that's most fleshed out mm-hmm. and it's by far the best one okay you know what i mean so there you have it there Scary you go. stories uh anything else from me um no nothing oh i forgot i watched uh uh return of the king
0: okay just just threw it on
1: yeah and okay, oh, so you watched two towers last week right? yeah i did okay I did. uh the series
0: actually does it it gets a little worse with each oh movie. really i think return of the king i when i watched it i was like i cannot believe they gave oscars to this one and they didn't give it to fellowship see i'm
1: uh, I always thought that was the best one, Return of the King. Really? Yes. Yeah. Having having read the books, first one is the best as far as staying on on target with what is in the books. I think it's got the best standard sort of hero's journey tale also. You're probably right. The ending is just so all the Sam and Frodo stuff in all the movies, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is the best stuff. I would say the ending to uh, uh, Return of the King
0: is is better than a lot of the rest of the movie. Okay. Um uh, because there is when you think about how much is in that movie. That movie is fucking stuffed. Yes. I there's mean, a lot of shit in it. There's so much I mean I mean we meet Faramir and he he takes Frodo and and then he goes home and then
1: he goes on a battle we, and then he comes back injured. We didn't meet Faramir in the second one? I don't think we did. Maybe we did. Are you fucking serious? I don't. I'm so like I need to rewatch those. Apparently, I should not have watched them so close together. Well, because I Cause remember now they're she, bleeding together. Yeah, well, I remember she loeb in the second one, Two Towers. she loeb the spider. Right. I was sitting there in the, at the end of the second one, like it was one of those. It was like one of those episodes in right. that Seinfeld episode where they're like they're not going to be able to finish this. This is going to be a two B continued. Yeah. Like we're not going to get to She-Lobe. Oh my like, God! It's been three hours and ten minutes, and yeah. they still haven't shown. And yeah. then that's how the third one starts, if yeah. I remember correctly. Fairly Mir leading- at that point, I think, has shown. Up, but i could be wrong Maybe, no you're
0: right he did he showed up yep you're right but jesus christ there's just too
1: much in this there's this. so much shit i just and then there's not enough shit in the hobbit movies Oh my God. then they're creating bullshit to fill the hobbit the hobbit movies There's the so exact garbage. opposite problem
0: it's it's amazing that they're even linked in any way peter jackson just fucking he George Lucas to the whole thing. No, they're not that bad. I hated them. So much. I don't think I've seen the third
1: one yet. I'm not Dude, sure what I went and saw the third one in the theater. I went by myself. Mm-hmm. It started and I had no fucking idea what was going on. None. If you watched that right now, you'd be like, what the fuck is going on? I know that they wanted gold and. <sighs> They're yeah. in a cave of gold. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And smog, that was, smog smug Smog is left, uh, destroying uh, the city. He destroyed or the city,
1: a bunch of CGI stuff those movies are
0: so bad. They're unbelievably bad. But yeah, uh, I still think the return of the king is a really good movie. Don't get me wrong.
1: Yeah, they're all great. The yeah. original trilogy is is quite an achievement, I would say. It is. Yes.
0: It's a mainstay of uh, pop culture. Right. But uh, that's the end. We've reached the end of our fellowship. Oh, yeah. This is the last episode. This is the last episode.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, hey, I've been Jackson. It's been really wonderful doing this show for the last year. And I've been home at the movies and this has been hell on earth. (laughs)